0: Welcome to the Badass Lightworker Podcast. My name is Ella Sang, and I'm a spiritual life and business coach, master manifester, and lover of all things woo. If you are a spiritual entrepreneur or leader looking to own your purpose and truth to make massive impact in this world, then you've found the right place. It is my mission to empower badass, ambitious lightworkers to embrace their soul purpose, shine their light online with confidence, and manifest their most soul-aligned business in life. You deserve to create your dream reality. And this podcast will give you all the spirituality, manifestation, mindset, and business tools to make it happen. Get ready to raise your vibration big time and to raise the vibration of this entire planet with your life. You with me? hello my loves welcome back to the badass lightworker podcast thank you so much for pressing play and coming on to chill with me today whether you are walking your dog right now cooking dinner driving working out or whatever it is that you're doing just know that i'm sending you so much love And if it's your first time tuning in, then it is super nice to meet you. My name is Ella and I'm a spiritual life and business transformation coach. And it is my soul's purpose to empower badass lightworkers to expand their consciousness, connect to soul and reprogram their subconscious mind. All to manifest their most lit life and online business so i am really happy to come on another episode with you guys and to share with you such an exciting interview that i had with danny watson a lovely coach and founder of the click which is a company all about certifying new life coaches and helping women overcome their fears and limiting beliefs to manifest the life and business that they desire So it was super cool to have this conversation with Danny because both of us found out that we're a lot like soul sisters living a parallel life. We have so many kind of the same incidents that happened in our lives that got us into the coaching industry and doing this kind of self-development work. So I'm really, really stoked to have you guys dive into this interview. Now, before we do that, I just want to chat a little bit about what has been coming up for me over the last week as a theme. And I think that this is going to be a big theme in 2020. And this is the theme of taking massive aligned action towards your desires. So when it comes to taking action, sometimes we can kind of fall on two different ends of a spectrum, what I call the spectrum of alignment. And I actually just dropped a YouTube video all about this. So I will link it in in the show notes for you guys to check out. Essentially, when it comes to manifestation and creating what we desire, we have this spectrum of alignment where on one end, you are taking zero action. You're kind of like, okay, the universe has my back. Everything is going to happen. I don't have to do anything. Let me just sit there and chill. And then you have this other end that is extremely, extremely masculine. That is just like, okay, I'm going to do, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. It doesn't even matter what I'm doing. I just got to take a lot and a lot of action. Now, what I found to be the key when it comes to actually moving forward in your life, in your business and creating the outcomes that you desire is to be at a balance on the spectrum where you are in between the feminine energy essentially, and the masculine and you are taking massive aligned action, meaning that you're not just taking action and overwhelming yourself being a hamster on a wheel for the sake of doing it. And you're also not completely there like, okay, I don't have to do anything and think, are going to happen. You are taking ownership over what you need to do, but taking action from a place of okay, what feels right? What feels like the next best aligned step and doing the thing that kind of scares you, but then just doing it anyways. So, this is the key and it's something that I am working on myself because I believe I mentioned this on last episode, but I have been kind of perpetuating this old pattern of overwhelm. And I know that for myself, for a long time, I have been falling on the other end of the spectrum, which is to do a lot of work, but do a lot of busy work just to keep myself busy. So right now, it's really been a journey for me to realign myself on this spectrum. So I really want to invite you to get honest with yourself and just to begin to think about Where exactly am I on the spectrum? If you are not taking any action at all, ask yourself, why is that? What is the purpose behind you not taking any action? What are some of the fears and limiting beliefs that are coming up? And a lot of the times it's, a fear of failure, a fear of not being ready enough that is holding you back from taking any action. If you're on the other end, then dig a little bit deeper into why is it that you feel like you need to constantly be doing and doing. I know for myself, it was a lot to do with this feeling of if I'm not doing a lot, then I'm not productive and therefore I'm not worthy and not good enough. It's actually really cool because Danny and I dive into talking about this during our interview. So I just really want to put this out there for you guys and have you be aware of this. I really want to invite you to take this action and getting clear on whether or not you are taking massive action because ultimately manifestation and law of attraction cannot work if you are not taking consistent, massive action. And as I say, massive action is about taking action that moves the needle and chances are this kind of action, is going to scare you, it's going to feel uncomfortable, but it's you deciding to feel that discomfort and to have the courage to do the thing anyways because you know that it's going to move you forward, it's going to help you grow and it's going to get you to exactly where you want to be. So that's my question quick little, I guess, piece of wisdom for you guys to consider for this week. Um, something else that's really exciting is I want to let you know that inside my Facebook group. Now the Badass lightworker tribe, I am hosting weekly live trainings called Friday nights live with Ella. Yay. Shout out to my boyfriend Julian for actually coming up with that name. So the idea is that I am going to be hopping live every Friday night at 6 p.m. EST to just drop some wisdom and to do a short training around spirituality manifestation, aligned mindset and align business. So I'm going to be bringing in my toolkit of NLP, Kundalini yoga and energetic alchemy. And just sharing with you the modalities that have massively transformed my life and the lives of my clients so that you can start to, you know, pick up some of these pieces and learn how to integrate it into your life and business. And you can also learn more through these trainings on how we can collaborate together and work together to help you manifest your most lit life and online brand and business. So that's happening every Friday. These trainings are completely free and accessible in the Badass Lightworker Tribe. So if you are not yet a part of the Badass Lightworker Tribe, then be sure to go down below in the show notes and join this Facebook group. Another quick announcement, before I jump into introducing Danny is that I am so freaking excited because I am really deep diving into finishing up and fine tuning all the content, all the recording, all the modules for Light Up and Manifest and you guys like this is a one of a kind program when it comes to manifestation. Like I have been making some crazy five D five or fifth dimension kind of realizations and connections when it comes to manifestation. And I'm really excited and just so overwhelmed with this joy that I'm able to bridge all of these different areas from spirituality, quantum physics to neuroscience and clearly map it out for you how you create your reality and therefore what are the tools? What are the steps? What are the tangible practices to put into place to transform your subconscious mind and therefore shift the reality that you see on the outside all from lighting up and changing your inside. So this is such like my little baby, my creation and I am beyond lit up to talk about it. So as I am finalizing the content now, I would love to hop on some quick chats with some of you to better understand what are your top one to three questions or challenges when it comes to clarifying what you want in your life and business and taking the massive action to manifest those desires. I want to understand what exactly you are struggling with so that I can make sure that I am clearly going to address it and help you shift through it during light up and manifest because it is my number one priority to make this program the best that it can be in this freaking industry. And I am committed to this mission. So it would be super amazing to have your feedback to hop on this quick 15 minute chat. So if you're interested in chatting with me and just sharing with me what you're currently working through, where you need support, I would be forever, forever grateful. So you can book in that chat through the link in the show notes. And of course we can also chat about whether or not light up and manifest is going to be a good fit for you to join. So we are kicking off this experience on February 10th and I am just so filled up with light, happiness, gratitude and so much excitement for what is in store for all the lightworkers who are saying yes to me saying yes to themselves and saying yes to this experience. So that is essentially all the announcements that I have for you guys this week and a little wisdom drop. And now I would love to introduce to you the lovely Danny Watson. So, Meet Danny Watson, the founder of The Click, a global coaching company that certifies new life coaches and helps women overcome their own fears and limiting beliefs to manifest the life and business that they desire. Danny is passionate about helping women step into their power as a feminine leader and creating freedom, abundance, and impact as a coach. After initially starting out in law in her 20s, Danny soon realized that a legal career was nothing like how they made it out to be in legally blonde. And Danny and I actually chat about this during our interview as well. It's really funny. Without a clue as to what to do as an alternative, she found herself stuck and frustrated. When Dani discovered the coaching industry, she found what she had been searching for her whole life, a career where she could make a big impact in the world and empower others, be creative, tap into her spiritual knowledge, use her intuitive gifts, and get the freedom to travel. Since then, Danny launched her career as a coach and founded The Click, which is designed to help women create their own success stories as an influential six or even seven-figure coach, doing the work that they are meant to do and making a huge impact on the lives of others whilst living a life that truly lights them up. Today, as a self-love and abundance alchemist, Danny empowers women to strengthen their self-worth and raise their vibration so that they can manifest abundance into their life. Danny also Loves yoga, collecting crystals, Ibiza sunsets, and caffeine. I told you, she is literally such a soul sister. So, in this conversation, Danny and I dive into the key transformative pieces in manifesting your best life, your best business overcoming fears and limiting subconscious beliefs, raising your vibrations, setting the foundations of kickstarting your most aligned coaching business and so much more. So without further ado, I'm going to let you guys dive in listen in. I highly recommend that you take out your journal because Danny drops so much wisdom, so much value that you are going to want to note down and revisit. And of course, remember to tag us on Instagram as you are listening to this episode. So take a screenshot of it and you can tag me at PSMLA and you can also tag Danny at Danny underscore Watson underscore coaching. So it is super exciting to have you jump into this episode so now let's get right into it thank you so much danny for coming on the badass lightworker podcast today it's such a pleasure to have you on because i have been loving your instagram for so long so
1: it's super exciting to be able to share you with my audience no thank you so much for having me i'm really excited to be here and really excited to be connecting with you Yay.
0: Amazing. So let's jump into the spiritual speed date
1: question. So first of all, what's your favorite crystal? Rose quartz. Mm. Um, Anything to do with sort of self-love has been sort of a big thing for me over the past few years. Um, And of course, pink's very pretty. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with that.
0: That's exactly how I got started in crystals as well, was a lot of rose quartz. Now, what book is your favorite spiritual staple read?
1: I would probably say there's so many to choose from, but asking it is given by Jerry and Esther Hicks.
0: Love it, that's my favorite too. And what was your
1: most memorable spiritual or soul connection experience? Oh, so I would probably say the thing that comes to my mind the most was a a visit that I had with a psychic um, about a year and a half ago now. And so much of what he said, was just you know when somebody just gives you goosebumps because you're like oh my god you like know me better than what I know myself and a lot of the stuff that he said came true in a very very short space of time and I my partner who's quite skeptical to that kind of stuff went to see him and he was kind of completely blown away by him as well so that would probably be my most memorable
0: Mm, I love that so much and what's your favorite piece of
1: spiritual wisdom Oh, I'd probably say gratitude is a magnet for miracles. I think that's one of my favorite phrases because I think when we focus on the abundance we've already got, we can't help but just manifest more and more of it. So the better it gets, the better it gets.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And I've been talking about that a lot, actually, how when we focus on abundance in all areas of our life, then even financial abundance becomes so much easier. Because sometimes I think we forget about abundance simply means to be grateful for all the stuff that you have around you. And my last speed date question for you is, what's the most important trait for you in a soulmate partner?
1: I would say emotional support. Mm -hmm. um i think for me well over the past sort of year or so connecting with the divine feminine and our feminine energy has become a big part of my own journey and the work i've been doing with my clients and it's about acknowledging that as humans we are emotional beings and we're allowed to be emotional and that's not a bad thing um and often i think the masculine energy is very much about suppressing those emotions so having a partner that really understands that you know it's okay for me to be emotional they're not going to get like freaked out by that that's been a big thing um luckily my partner was brought up by his mum and his sister so he's completely <laughs> with emotional roller coasters so yeah i'm pretty lucky there wow i think that
0: is so important yeah because i think like in today's society we're kind of shifting to this new paradigm where it's like The emotions are normal. We need to experience them. We need to work through them in order to grow. So that's super important. Now let's jump into some of the exciting juicy questions that I have for you today. So to start off, can you please tell us more about who you are, what you do in your business, and how you shine
1: your light in the world? Absolutely. So um, yeah, I mean, you introduced me quite nicely earlier. So I'm Danny Watson and my company is called The Click. And basically what we do is we create various different coaching programs that center around mindset, manifesting, and entrepreneurship. Um, And really kind of where we're putting most of our focus now is helping women who recognized that they are passionate about helping others they are into everything all things law of attraction and spirituality and mindset and they've realized that actually they'd like to build this into more of a career so really what our focus is on is is helping women trained to become coaches, they would go through our certification program, um, and then we help them with the business side of things as well, so just really about helping them step into their power and find that authentic message, connect with that, connect with their ideal clients, and grow a business that they're really passionate about. So, that's my company. Um, it all really started though, um, I, I say it started at what I like to call my rock bottom, and I think that's where a lot of people start there. Yeah. Sales- <laughs> Right. Um, and so it was a time in my life where I was really, really lost. I was lost mainly in terms of my career because I'd gone down the corporate route. I trained to be a lawyer thinking that, you know, I was going to be basically like Elle Woods in Legally Blonde. <laughs> I realized that the corporate world is not that glamorous. Um, and I quickly just found myself just kind of coasting through the motions thinking, is this really it? Mm-hmm. And then things just kind of got gradually worse where it got to the point where I was petrified almost of going into work, like the amount of stress stress and pressure that I was under was this very sort of masculine, um, hustle hard mentality that I was working in. And I would get anxiety on a Sunday evening, like the thought of even going into work. Um, And at the time, I was also engaged to somebody who I'd just found out had been cheating on me. So that kind of sent my self-worth and my confidence to a crushingly all-time low. Um, And then kind of weaved into all of that I had accumulated a pretty hefty amount of credit card debt. So I I think basically because I knew I wasn't happy in my career or my relationship, I was numbing that pain, avoiding my emotions by shopping like a woman possessed. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I spent that money on. And so all of these things just kind of came to a head and it got to a point where I was like, This isn't my life. I do not want this to be my life. And so I knew I wanted to make changes and I started to sort of look for answers and I found myself um, really just devouring books on mindset, meditation, spirituality. And so that's kind of where it all started. And there's a few books that I read. The Power of Now was a big one for me and also The Secret, which kind of got me into the law of attraction world. I and mean, after sort of diving into this, I started to feel better. I definitely wasn't healed, but I started to feel better. And I ended up quitting my job, leaving my fiance and moving out to the mountains in Switzerland. And everyone was like, What are you doing? But I just I, I at this point I didn't really have a plan, but I knew that I was just kind of following something that I was passionate about. I love being outdoors and I just trusted at this point that things would unfold in my favor. Um, And so I was out in Switzerland, didn't find myself on top of a mountain, but I did find my partner who I'm now with. And when I came back to the UK, I'd had all of this time to sort of work on myself, I decided to invest in a coach. Um, And that's really kind of when it all began, when I started to realize, actually, coaching, this is something that I found that I was sort of naturally doing with others anyway. And it was something that know personal development and mindset become hugely passionate about like why didn't I know this existed like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. Um, so I then decided to train to become a coach and I learned all of these different coaching tools and healing modalities and it was through growing my own coaching business and really kind of stepping into my truth and, and living my purpose I realized that I wanted to help other women do the same And so really, that's kind of how my business has shifted. I still do a lot of the mindset work and and manifesting stuff with my clients. But really kind of where my energy now is, is, is helping women who basically were me sort of five years ago, feeling lost, feeling unfulfilled, knowing that they want something more from their life, but just not knowing where to start and helping them get the ball rolling, starting a coaching business that they're really passionate about
0: hmm Oh my goodness. There is just so many points in your story where I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. That was me wrong bottom. It's crazy because there's so many parallels in both of our stories. And I think that's kind of how the universe arranged for us to hop on this podcast interview together. Because when you mention a feeling lost in your career, following that corporate path, getting there and thinking, wait a minute. Is this the rest of my life? <laughs> like what? <laughs> Feeling that anxiety before Monday, every single day I'd be like, oh my God, I, like, I really don't want to like do this anymore. I totally relate to that. And I think it's so cool too. Like The books, The Power of Now, I read that one, absolutely changed my life. It's what really propelled me on my spiritual journey. And same thing with The Secret, introduced me to the law of attraction. So I think that is so beautiful. And I really agree with your point, you know, being that, I think most people's journeys really start at that rock bottom where we're like, okay, like I'm kind of like breaking down here. What is going on? There's got to be a better way to live life. There's got to be more for me. And that's what really propels us to search for that more. So absolutely love that. And in talking about the law of attraction, I want to dive a little bit deeper here to just kind of You know, learn more about what has been your experience with using the law of attraction and what's your manifestation process for creating anything that you desire.
1: Yeah, okay. So, as I said, I I read The Secret, and I, I will say, you know, that when I read The Secret a number of years ago, it wasn't actually the first time I stumbled across it, but I firmly believe that things sharpen up lives at the moment that we're meant to receive them, and we will take action upon that thing if we're ready to and so i think previously when i picked up that book i wasn't really ready to kind of dig into this work Um, and so it took me a while to kind of come back to it and then when i did it was almost as if you know like that magic feeling right where everything that i had been really struggling to achieve previously things started to feel Easy and effortless. Now, it's not to say you know you just think you know positive thoughts and what you want just mm-hmm. lands in your lap. But for me, law of attraction is a way to get to your desires through the path of least resistance. So the process that I follow, um, and this is actually the the same, follow um, forms the backbone of the process. We teach our clients when we train them to become a coach. The law of attraction really is at the backbone of that. And the first step is just getting complete crystal clarity on what it is that you want and being as specific as possible with that so rather than you know i want to have more freedom well what does that look like to you mm-hmm. or rather than saying i want to be richer well, what does rich mean to you and not just thinking about physically what you want to manifest but how is that going to feel when you get there because we manifest based on our emotions right and so in order to get certain place we need to understand first of all how do we want to feel when we get there Um, so that would be the first thing the clarity piece the second thing is identifying what is going on right now in your current programming that is causing you to block these desires because if we're saying on a conscious level that we want something but we don't have it yet there's often a reason why we don't have it and most people think oh well I don't have it because I've not done X Y and Z and yes action is a part of that but for the majority 90% of what we are creating is based upon what is going on at a subconscious level. Mm -hmm. So it's really about identifying what is your subconscious programming telling you. You know, rather than constantly acting by default, it's about understanding how can I start acting by design, by figuring out what is that, what are those subconscious beliefs and thoughts that are causing me to continue to act in a certain way. Um, And then the the next part would be once you've pulled out things from the subconscious to the surface It's then doing that work to change anything that doesn't reflect the reality that you want to create So beliefs shape your reality. So if you have got negative beliefs at a subconscious level They're gonna dictate what you're able to then create. So let's say one of your things is I want to manifest more money well if subconsciously you're saying it's hard to make money. Money causes arguments. It's greedy to be money motivated. You're going to find yourself, without even realizing it, subconsciously blocking money from flowing into your life because consciously you, you don't believe that it's, it's good to be you know driven by money. So it's doing that work to transform the beliefs. And then it's actually moving into the energy work. So beliefs shape our reality. So does our energy. And we are a magnet to the things that we are a vibrational match to. So it's really about Recognizing where you are holding on to negative energy. So this might be the product of past experiences that you've had. So I just mentioned money as an example. Maybe the negative energy is a lot of guilt or shame for how you've acted around money in the past. Maybe you've got yourself into debt. So that was kind of my story. My energy work required me to kind of do a lot of forgiveness work around how I spent money in the past maybe you've handed over your financial power to somebody else and so you're blaming somebody else for your finances so that kind of blame guilt whatever that is that energy needs to be sort of got rid of um so getting rid of negative energy but then also raising your vibrational frequency as well so doing things that make you feel good because when you feel good you're going to be a magnet to more positive things in your life Um, And then the next part, and I think this is the missing piece of why a lot of people don't get the law of attraction to work for them, and I think um, it's the taking action part. So, books like The Secret, (laughs) think that we can just think about something, put it on our (laughs) vision board, just expect it to drop into our lap. And sadly, I mean, in some scenarios, this can work, but in most cases, we have to be taking action. But the action has to keep us in alignment there's no point in doing all of this work to raise your vibration to then find yourself working really really hard or hustling burning out because that action that you take is actually going to push your desires further away so it's inspired action towards your goals and then the final part is just surrendering allowing yourself to trust the process knowing that once you've asked it is already in the works, the universe is going to provide for you and you have to trust you are going to receive exactly what you're meant to receive at exactly the moment that you're meant to receive it. So rather than being like, okay, I need to get to this goal by then and trying to control, (laughs) force the outcome. It's about going with the flow. And I think probably for me and a lot of my clients as well, this has been a struggle. (laughs) Um, It's been something that I've really, really had to work on because I don't know about you, but. I'm a bit of a control freak. <laughs> so I
0: totally in like there as well. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah so it's it's kind of then just this whole process of surrender and really kind of connecting with your faith knowing that everything's going to happen for you and if things aren't working out it's not that the manifestation it's not that it's not working it's that Those challenges or setbacks, they're happening for you. They're helping you to grow. They're shaping you in the woman that you're meant to be so that when your desires do come around, you're ready to receive them
0: yeah oh my goodness thank you so much for that that was just such a detailed breakdown and i relate to every step that you mentioned because that's exactly what i teach and preach and embody on a daily basis and i love the term that you use acting by design instead of by default that is so true is like starting to have that awareness of like wait a minute this programming these beliefs that i have took on when i was young I don't actually have to hold on to it. It's not actually mine. Like what do I actually want instead and really committing to changing that. And also thank you so much for touching upon the point of, Taking action doesn't mean hustling, doesn't mean like working your butt off all the time and constantly doing, 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 because we also need to be in that vibrational alignment to receive, which requires us to be present and to simply be with the feeling of what it is that we desire. So that is also beautiful. And along the lines of reprogramming those negative beliefs, what are some of the common beliefs that you have noticed coming up in your students and your clients, and how would you recommend recommend people who are in those beginning stages of uncovering these beliefs how can they start to create a new and
1: more empowering narrative for their lives oh great question and actually i want to just take back to kind of what we were touching upon earlier about this idea that making money has to be hard, or it has to be a struggle that mm-hmm. has to come with a burnout because I see this happening a lot, especially with women that have come from a corporate environment where that has become their normal way of living. And so if you let's say subconsciously you believe that making money or success has to be hard, you know, you're going to find yourself constantly needing to hustle in order to get to your goals. And What I've actually found through my own work and and working with clients is that that belief that money has to be hard or success has to be hard is intrinsically attached to our sense of worth. Mm -hmm. So when I did this work on me, it was looking back at my childhood because most of our subconscious, right, it's from a very early age where between naught and seven when we're in a better brainwave state, our brains are really, really receptive to everything around us and um we're also very egocentric as well as children so we're constantly looking for praise and reassurance and what i identified was how i got my praise as a child and then subsequently through the rest of my life was Always attached, will often attached to how hard I work. So at school, I was, you know, a good student. So I'd work hard and get rewarded by teachers or by my parents, and that was how I got my approval. And that's also really where I was deriving my my love and my worth from. And so coming into an adult life and being told that, oh, well, you know, what if you didn't have to work hard in order to create success? What if success could be easy and making money could be easy? To drop that belief was almost like I had to drop a part of my identity mm-hmm. and it was the part of identity through which I was deriving my worth. So who would I be then without this belief? Well, a part of me would feel unworthy because if I'm not working hard, if I'm not proving myself, you know, that was the thing that I prided myself on, who was I going to be without that belief? So that work for me was kind of like, whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> And i found a lot of people that I've since worked with have had a very, very similar sort of story. Um, in terms of tools, though, like I love NLP as a tool to, to transform subconscious blocks. I mean, things like affirmations are great, but typically with affirmations is that I, I think there's a reason, well, a few reasons why they don't always work. One is that it takes consistency, right? Like you can't just say some affirmations for a couple of days and then mm-hmm. expect years of subconscious programming change like doesn't work um, and i think the second reason is when people use like really generalized affirmations that don't actually reflect what their internal dialogue is telling them so they'll kind of say i don't know they'll just get some affirmations off online um, without them being really kind of unique to their story um but i like to use affirmations are great and i, I still use those but i tend to weave in different practices as well. So NLP as I was saying, the great thing about that is you can have just one or even maybe two sessions with a client and beliefs that they've been holding on for tens of years can be mm-hmm. gone pretty much, you know, one or two sessions. So, yeah. I
0: ah, love that. I love NLP and specifically within NLP, what are some of like your favorite tools for shifting past those beliefs?
1: Yeah, okay, so we're talking about affirmations. Um, One NLP tool that I like to use alongside affirmations is basically anchoring. It's kind of like a conditioning tool where you kind of get the feeling as if that belief is already yours and then have some sort of like trigger thing. Um, So it might be like pulling your finger or pulling your earlobe where you anchor that physical feeling with the emotion of already having that belief. And so... Um, you can then kind of do whenever you need to access the feeling of let's say it's how how does it feel to me to feel confident thinking of a time when you felt the most confident and really said, sort of anchoring that feeling through a physical action like pulling your earlobe or whatever so you can then come back to that feeling at any given moment so anchoring is something I love Um, re-imprinting as well especially if we're looking at very early childhood memories that need to be reframed so as I mentioned, a lot of the subconscious stuff comes from a very, very early age. And if we want to change that belief, we want to go back to the earliest time when that belief was originally formed and reframe that, give it a new meaning. So basically re-imprint that memory. Um, so yeah, reimprinting is another favorite of mine.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, anchoring, is so powerful for changing our state and re-imprinting as well. It's so important because like, I think a lot of times we hold on to negative emotions and that's simply just from like a fixated old way of interpreting a situation. So when we can gather the learnings, we can change and reframe that situation instantly, the state and the emotions also shift. Uh, So I love that so much. And also when you're talking about, you know, looking for praise as a child, Feeling like the harder you work, the more worthy, more love you're gonna
1: be. I'm like, yep, that's my life story. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny, right? Like when you know this stuff, and when like it's like an eye opening. You're like, oh, that's why I've been this way for so long. And and I think what's really important is to kind of have these realizations without any sort of blame, because it's easy sometimes to be like, oh, like my parents brought me up a certain way, or that one person that said something to me in the playground that one time that seeped into my subconscious. It's this where, it's where kind of forgiveness kicks in as well, because sometimes we have to do a lot of forgiveness work and we have these sort of breakthroughs so that we don't have any sort of resentments for you know where those beliefs have come from.
0: Yeah, and I think just like realizing that we are always at cause for our lives. So like in the past, perhaps we have taken on that belief, but now every single moment we have that ability to make a new choice. So that's super empowering. And along, you know, the line of like these old beliefs and perhaps feeling like you have to work really hard in order to succeed, etc. I know a lot of times there are a lot of fears that come up too that are kind of linked to limiting beliefs. I know for myself, I have really kind of dealt with this oscillation between the fear of failure and the fear of success and like the dance between the two. So what advice do you have to help people
1: navigate fears and perhaps specifically the fear of failure and the fear of success? Yes, great question. I, I love actually that you've mentioned about the fear of success because people don't often think about this, right? Like especially for new entrepreneurs, like consciously they're saying, oh, well, what if I fail? But actually subconsciously, it's actually, well, what if this really, really takes yeah. up? What's that gonna mean for me? Because all of a sudden I'm gonna be responsible, especially if it's you know, working with clients, you know, I'm gonna have all of these responsibilities and what will happen if you know I get really rich and successful and all of a sudden I don't resonate with my friends and family anymore. So that fear of success is a very real one. But I think with any fears, i think it's important to understand that it's not about being fearless it's about being able to take action in spite of those fears mm-hmm. and so it's very easy sometimes especially when you're you know new to the business world to see these amazingly successful entrepreneurs doing all of these incredible things and think oh god they're just so confident they've always you know got it together they just seem to be able to take action and do and we kind of put them up on this pedestal and i think it's realizing that everybody has their sort of flaws and weaknesses and everybody's got their own struggles that they're going through and so recognizing that they're not fearless but they are not allowing their fears to hold them back and i think one phrase that i really love is that you have to allow your dreams to be stronger than your fears. So that the fears are still going to be there. It's not waiting for them to disappear, but your commitment to your dreams and your vision and the life you want to create and the impact that you want to have, you've got to be really hungry for that. So even if you have got those fears, you know, lurking there, you're still going to take action. And whatever you can do to intensify your desire for what it is that you want, the better. So maybe it's something like, Road testing your dream life. Like you could go out and, I don't know, let's say you want to manifest a car that you could actually go out and road test that car, or you could go and view the dream house, or you could go and do something where you're putting yourself in the environment of the life you want to create or the business you want to have. Maybe it's connecting with somebody that you really aspire to be like. Because I think the more you throw yourself into the world in which you want to step into, the more as I said, the more kind of hungry you're going to be for that because you've already had a taste for what it's really going to be like. And I think when when you're hungry, you know, those fears, you're going to be easily able to silence them.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it's just so kind of like releasing to know that, oh, wait, like, I don't need to be fearless, because I totally know what you mean. Like, I was once there, like, you know, how are all these people so confident showing up, like speaking their truth? Like, I can't do that. I still get like the nerves, like the thumping heart before I go live and all that kind of stuff. But I think that realization of like, accepting that fear for what it is, just thinking that fear, like, thank you. This means I'm doing something out of my comfort zone. This means I'm growing and then just doing it anyways or doing it before it even gets the chance to stalk you. And then you're like, wait a minute, I'm still alive. I'm okay. <laughs> i to work through that. So yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah
1: and I think um, what you said about sort of acknowledging it and saying, thank you. I absolutely love that because fear isn't something that happens to us. It's something that happens for us. And if we've got that fear, Think of that almost as a blessing because like you said, like getting out of your comfort zone, when you take action on something you're scared of, that gives you huge opportunities for growth. You know, it's not going to be your wins that help you become the woman you want to be. It's actually going to be your like your challenges and your setbacks. So you've got to learn to embrace all of those scary things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, the more we do it, it's like a muscle that we train, right? The more we feel the fear, do it anyway, feel the fear, do it anyway, it just becomes automatic. So that is so powerful. Now, my next question for you is you know, when it comes to manifesting our desires in the physical, we have to match that energetic vibration. And you mentioned earlier about the work around raising your vibration. So, what are some of your favorite ways to raise your vibration
1: so that you can become a magnet and a match to your desires? Oh, great question. Well, I think um, really sort of quick and easy tool that anybody can do, you've got access to at any part of your day is meditation. And I think meditation can be used for lots and lots of different things, but it's always been my go to tool. If I'm having like a moment of, oh my God, like what am I doing? Maybe it's overwhelm, maybe it's fear, maybe I'm just kind of, my energy's feeling a little bit off. Like five minutes meditating can actually be equivalent to like five hours worth of taking action so it makes me feel really really good um and yeah it allows you to just kind of really silence that internal chitter chatter um so i guess meditation would be one thing um for me it's really important to prioritize joy and i think as business owners especially when we're really busy like The things that we do just for fun like just silly things that we can do like sometimes they get put at the bottom of our to-do list i made a commitment actually coming into 2020 that my partner and i we have to have a holiday every two months (laughs) and i say this because last year um so i had a daughter last year so it was it was a bit of a crazy year and we also bought a house as well and so because we were waiting for the house to go through the last Of proper holiday we had was in July, and we didn't have one then until we've just been away. It's January now. We went skiing last week, and so that was six months. And I found that I was having to work really, really hard on keeping my energy like good, like high, my vibration high. And I knew it's because I hadn't had. a a big period of rest in a while. And so I've said to my partner, I was like, I have to make this a non-negotiable. Like we need to have like a holiday, like every two months where we go away completely disconnect so that I can maintain my frequency, keep my vibe high, because I know that that time off will actually have ripple effects across my business and other areas of my life as well.
0: Yeah, rest is so important and just like taking that break, like I totally agree with you. It's something that I'm personally working on, especially in 2020. I'm like, I have to save time to watch cat videos here and there (laughs) and just like yesterday while I was eating dinner, I was like, what is the most brainless activity that I can do? You know, not listening to another podcast, not thinking about something, not reading a book, but really just prioritizing those simple things that bring us joy. And yeah, I think that sometimes you know, kind of like the downfall of doing the thing that we love every single day as part of our work is that it's hard to kind of turn it off. It's hard to walk away from it because you are having so much fun in the process. So it's important to set those time to be like, okay, like recharge time really taking that step back. And this actually goes so well into my next question for you, which is what role does self-care have when it comes to manifesting your best life and running your most aligned business, especially when you are an ambitious and purpose-driven entrepreneur. You probably work with a lot of women who are like that. They're like, "Yeah, like I love what I'm doing. I have so much potential. I want to help all these people. How does, you know, the self-care routine, the rest come into play there?"
1: Mm, great question. I know that I think everybody struggles with this to begin with because mm-hmm. it's when you come into your new business and you're like, oh my God, I just want everything to happen like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's throwing yourself into it. And I think my advice would be if you can, like set the right foundations for how you want to continue your business moving forwards because how you start your business is going to be a reflection of, of how your business is able to grow. And that's self care. You have to think of that as an important as as it would be sort of a client meeting because ultimately you can't serve from an empty cup. So if you are depleted, if your energy is depleted, if you're tired, if you're burned out, you are not gonna be the best version of you for your clients. The work that you do is going to be harder. So things that we have to do as like coaches or healers, you know, things like content creation or you know putting together our programs, that requires a significant amount of energy from us and really, is that going to be our best work if, you know, we've hardly got any sleep the night before, or we're just feeling like we've never really looked after ourselves. What I really noticed, however, was there was a direct correlation between how I was prioritizing me and how my audience was showing up for me and my clients were showing up for me and the people that were coming into my life. because. I realized that as soon as I started making myself a priority and basically saying, I am worthy of receiving self care, I found that that had a knock on effect in how I was able to receive in other areas. So, specifically here, I'm talking about money. So, receiving clients, receiving money. We can't, on one hand, say, I want to receive new clients, I want to receive money as an entrepreneur, yet we're denying ourselves the ability to receive when it comes to self care. You know, being in the receptive mode, it doesn't just exist in a vacuum. We've got to be in a re- receptive mode in all areas of our life. So, have a little look. And self care doesn't always mean, you know, bubble baths and doing the yoga. <laughs> like it might just be like somebody says oh do you want a hand I don't know unloading the dishwasher or whatever like take that help like (laughs) you know as independent women sometimes we're like no it's fine I've got this I don't need help I can do it by myself like take that support when it's offered to you you know what areas of your life are you not allowing yourself to be supported so yeah and I found that when I started to make that shift I found it so much easier to then receive when it came to money, when it came to clients. So yeah, there was a big sort of link there.
0: Yeah. I think that's such a great reminder is like receiving, if you want to receive in business, it's not just about focusing on the business task, but it's like, how am I opening myself up to receive in all aspects? And I think that that just perfectly reflects the whole inner creates outer, right? When we are giving to ourselves on an inner level of like, okay, taking care of ourselves, giving ourselves those moments to recharge. That's when the universe can kind of reflect that and we can see the same thing in our outer reality. So that's, so amazing. You mentioned, you know, the importance of setting up those foundations. So I want to chat a little bit about for entrepreneurs and light workers out there who are starting from like step one, what are some of the important foundations that they need to think about or to have set up when beginning their coaching business?
1: Oh, okay. So I'd say the, the most important foundation, I think, doesn't matter what type of business you're setting up, is doing the work on your mindset. And it's not to say you have to be completely you know, confident and without any sort of fears or limiting beliefs before you start, but you need to be committed to that process because the mindset is the foundations for everything you're gonna attract and all of your successes in your business. The mindset is the key to all of that. So if you don't have the mindset in place and you start taking action, you're essentially putting stuff on top of a really really shaky foundation and you'll get to a point where things may start to take off but they'll quickly start crumbling back down again because you've not got that solid foundation there so be committed to your mindset work whether it's working with a coach or um, you know, being in a program that's going to support you with that or you know even if it's just you know you've got your own sort of daily routine, ritual you know your daily routine that you do that's got to be a non negotiable And I'd say the first kind of big question that you'd want to ask yourself is, who do I want to help? What is the main problem that I solve? And specifically, who has that problem? Um, Now, it might not be something you have to have figured out straight away, but you want to start thinking about it pretty much as soon as you can, because really what coaches do and what healers do, we solve problems like any business owners, we solve problems. And I think, yes, it's we want to come into our business because we want to help and it's something we're passionate about. But, you know, at the end of the day, if it's not going to be just a hobby for you. If it's something that you want to make money from, you want to think what problem do I solve that people are going to be willing to pay me in order to solve this problem. And so the problem, this is, I think where a lot of people get confused. The problem isn't, it's how it's showing up in that person's life. So let's say somebody, comes to me and says, Danny, I really want to be a self-love coach. For me, that isn't enough because let's face it, not many people are going around saying, oh, I'm really lacking in Mm self-love. You want to think, well, how is that lack of self-love showing up in their day-to-day life and how are they specifically vocalizing their problem? So it might be, you know what, I really, really would love to find my soulmate, but I keep manifesting like asshole guys that just do not treat me right. And I'm sick of dating and I'm sick of Tinder or whatever, you know, that might be how they're vocalizing their pro- problems. So self-love could be, you know, your, your title as a coach, I'm a self-love coach, but that's not necessarily going to be the problem that you solve. So you use self-love to help somebody transform their inner world so that they can manifest their soulmate. But it's, yeah, it's really kind of weeding that out. And when you found a problem that you want to solve, rather than saying, oh, I wanna help anybody who has this problem, the more specific you can be about, well, who who is the person? If I could think about one ideal client that has this specific issue, What do they look like, you know? And even, you know, get get as detailed as you can with this because a big part of getting clients online is the power of your communication. And when you try and speak to everybody, you end up speaking to nobody. So the more specific you can be, almost as if, you know, you give your ideal client, create an avatar for them so that when you create your messaging online, you're speaking directly to them. So yeah, mindset foundations and starting to kind of really develop on that niche would be a really good start
0: yeah i think that is super important is to like you mentioned actually think about how is your soulmate audience your soulmate client talking about their problem because even like in my work of like helping people shift through limiting beliefs of not being good enough fear of failure and all those types of things it's like people aren't going around saying yeah like i have a limiting belief of not being good enough right they're they're, (laughs) there They're they're like glued to their Instagram, like, oh my God, why am I not as good as this person? You know, they have a way in which it's illustrated in their life. So I love that you touched upon that and not feeling that need to help everyone. Yes. I remember when I started out, I was like, okay, anybody who has a problem, I will solve it for you. (laughs) I didn't really know who I was really speaking to. And as a result, I was attracting in a lot of people who weren't exactly the best fit. So I think that is so important to get clear off the bat. And it's always this process of like nothing is set in stone, right? Revising your soulmate client profile, all that kind of stuff as you evolve, as you get to know yourself better, um, your audience better, that can always be changed. So thank you so much for that. Um, You know, along the lines of what I was just mentioning of like, okay, let's say that you're starting off and you're trying to figure out all these things and you kind of feel like, okay, I'm not good enough because you're glued to your phone and constantly comparing yourself to all the other coaches, all the other healers. there you're like well so and so is doing this should i be doing that and i know a lot of entrepreneurs starting out get kind of trapped into this bubble of like looking outside and feeling like okay i thought i wanted to do this but so and so is doing this and they're making a lot of money maybe i should switch how do you kind of help people navigate through this kind of challenge because i think a lot of people Get stuck in that analysis paralysis where they are constantly comparing themselves to other people and feeling like what they're doing is not the right thing and that they should follow someone else's path.
1: Yeah, great question. I think it depends on how how um, you deal with sort of comparison because for some people it can be a really empowering thing. Like they can look at somebody else and think, well, if they've been able to be successful in this there's no reason then why I can't be. So it's giving them evidence that success is possible for them. But if you're finding that actually seeing a lot of other people online and they're achieving amazing things it's making you feel inadequate or it's leaving you kind of constantly measuring yourself against their success then it might be time to actually take a step back. I'm not saying take a step back off social media but when you are on social media be really intentional about what you're doing because it's so easy sometimes if you're not intentional to, to go on Instagram and the next thing you know that you're scrolling through somebody's like holiday photos from like five years ago. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, their life looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And then you'd accidentally like one of the pictures. Oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> um, so yeah, so if you're not sort of intentional about, okay, I'm going to go on social media right now. Like, let's face it, nobody says, I'm going to pick up Instagram now because I want to feel shit about myself for half an hour. <laughs> like, If you know that going on Instagram typically starts to make you feel bad, like as you start to take that step, think, well, why am I doing this? Is this serving a purpose? Is this is helping me in my business. And if you do need social media for your business, which obviously most coaches do, have sort of a game plan of, okay, what am I going to do? And rather than constantly consuming, thinking about, well, what can I share? Like rather than constantly reading other people's stuff, make sure you create before you consume, because then you're not going to be influenced too heavily by what other people are having to say. And you can share your message and it's going to feel way more authentic to you. And when you start sharing your message and it is your voice and it's your you know, what's on your heart and on your mind, you're gonna start to feel way more like, you know, the the influential expert. You're gonna start to feel more worthy of success because you're not constantly just basically trying to say what's already been said before by somebody else.
0: Yeah, you're really kind of stepping into the role of a leader instead of just yeah. A leader, you're creating, you're sharing your opinion, and just knowing that that is exactly what people need to hear. So I absolutely love that. Such a great reminder because I think we're just also attuned to being consumers, just like scroll, 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 read, watch, etc. So really shifting that mindset into creating instead. So now I want to switch gears a little bit and just. Ask you about what does your typical morning look like? I always love to know about people's morning rituals, routines, and things like that. So, what kind of practices do you incorporate on a daily basis to remain grounded and
1: centered? Yes, great question. Well, I read Hal Elrod's The Miracle Morning. I don't know if you've read that. No, a few I haven't. Years ago. Um, and that kind of that really got me into the whole morning routine thing. I've adapted it slightly. So I call it my goddess ritual because it makes oh, me feel <laughs> embarrassed. Yeah. Um, basically how it starts. Um, I would do these things every single morning um, depending on how much time I've got. I would say normally around an hour. Sometimes it will be longer or maybe shorter, but around an hour. The first thing would always be to meditate. So just oh. to take some time to actually just sit meditate I normally have a candle lit and also whatever crystals that I'm using for that day around me as well um, affirmations which we spoke about earlier like I'm pretty consistent with those um, and the affirmation will normally be centered about around my short-term goals. So I tend to split up my goals into short, medium, and long. My short term are things that I want to happen in the next month, my long-term, medium term in the next year, and then long term is sort of beyond that. So my affirmations normally centered around my short-term goal. Um, I will spend some time looking at my vision board just because it's fun and it's exciting and it raises my vibration. Mm -hmm. Um, I will also consume something that inspires me. So It might be like a page of a book that I'm reading, or it might be, you know, listening to like 10 minutes, 15 minutes of a podcast. Um, If I'm going into the office, I normally do that step actually on the drive over there. I'll listen to a podcast. Um, I also do some sort of exercise. Um, The first thing in the morning, it will normally be something quick. So like some salutations. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I will also spend some time journaling as well. Um, Normally I will journal on, i'll do sort of preemptive gratitudes so kind of journaling on what i'm grateful for as if it's already happened so at the moment we're working up towards um, one of our launches so at the moment i all of my journaling is centered around basically at the end of the launch me looking back and looking how amazing everything has gone so i'm basically writing out descriptions of how i'm feeling how i'm celebrating all of like the the wins that happened throughout that launch um, and then the final thing, which is a bit of a weird one, is a celery juice. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if you follow medical medium. no um, I, um, I can't remember how like I stumbled across him, but basically he's very much interested of plants and um, you know juicing and that sort of thing. So having a celery juice first thing it's it's just I do still have coffee with full disclosure. <laughs> I feel a little bit better about myself if my first drink of the day isn't caffeine. So yeah, I've been reducing juicing for a while now and I love it.
0: Ooh, so wonderful. So many good things. And I love how you're saying that you write your affirmations for short, medium, and long-term goals. And I was wondering if you can give us an example of how you normally structure your affirmations.
1: Yeah, so they will always start with I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it's about connecting with what are the words that you would normally use. So it's weird actually because I use sort of like abundance quite a lot like now. But when I first started out, like using that word, I am abundant. It was like, it just sounded so weird to me. It was like, <laughs> oh I and be like, oh, I'd love to be ab- abundant. It was like, no, I am rich. <laughs> <laughs> I am mega wealthy. So it's about using the kind of language that you would normally use because otherwise it's not gonna feel believable and it's really important that that, that feels believable. Um, I tend to keep them like pretty short sure as well. So the I am and then kind of a description word. Um, yeah yeah and so pretty simple really i tend to say them in front of the mirror as well um, i think there's some sort of power actually kind of making eye contact with yourself yeah. so you can actually physically see yourself saying the affirmation um so yeah i've heard of people as well um where they actually write the affirmations on the mirror mm. so it might be like i am worthy like in red lipstick or something but yeah for me looking in the mirror is it does the job.
0: <laughs> Love that so much. Amazing. And so what keeps you going on in your mission, especially when challenges come up and even for yourself, if some old fears creep up? Like
1: what keeps you going knowing that this has to happen? Yeah. Okay. So I spoke about like the vision board thing. Like mm-hmm. that for me, whenever I'm feeling a bit sort of disconnected or fears kicking in. I remind myself of the end goal of what I'm ultimately working towards. And I know that I don't have to see the whole staircase. I just, as long as I'm moving the needle forwards an inch closer every single day, like that is the important thing. Um, And I think as well, um, oh God, it's completely slipped my mind. What was I gonna say? The vision board thing and, oh God, it's gone, but I'm sure it will come back (laughs) to me, (laughs) sorry. No worries, that happens
0: to me all the time. I'm like talking oh, about something like, wait, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah. It will come back off. So that's yeah. So my next question for you then
1: is what are some exciting things that are coming up for you and your work? Okay. So we have at the moment we are working towards our we basically have this sort of free course that we offer anybody that is looking to become a coach or grow their coaching business online so that's sort of starting over the next few weeks um but probably my sort of biggest thing I'm excited about this year is finally publishing my book Um, I saw a psychic a different psychic that I mentioned earlier (laughs) at the end of last year I wanted to to publish it last year that was kind of my goal and then um I didn't Well, I underestimated the challenges of having a business and also having a newborn. (laughs) And so my book wasn't written last year. I managed to write the whole thing in the time that I was breastfeeding. So I would breastfeed and I would have my phone and I'd be writing it on (laughs) my phone you spend a lot of time breastfeeding as a new mom. So I was like, actually, I'm going to make the most of this time. So I managed to write pretty much the whole thing last year in my times of breastfeeding. Um, now I just need to go through it. And I somebody at the moment is going through and sort of copy editing it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so the plan is to get that, Finally published, which is mainly sort of my story of kind of how I got to where I am today, but really kind of going into what people need to do in order to transform that inner world so that they can mm-hmm. manifest the life that they really desire. So it's kind of taking them through that process in sort of book form with sort of stories from my own experience or stories from my clients. So yeah, I'd say that's probably the thing that I am the most excited about for this year. Oh,
0: that is super, super exciting. I love that. And I can't wait to see it and read it. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) So if you were to create for yourself one
1: mantra to reaffirm your badassery, what would it be? Oh, okay. So I'd say this, it doesn't really sound very badass, but for me, this has been a really important mantra and that is just, I am enough. Mm. So I think... So much of the issues that often crop up in our lives is that lack of worthiness. It can most often be like, like, if we look back at where that's come from, it's that I am not good enough. I am not worthy enough. It's that constant need to feel like we're having to prove ourselves, do more, be more, earn more in order to to be loved, in order to be approved of. So that, just that mantra, like I am enough, for me, it just creates this whole sort of like sense of release, like, ah, like. I'm enough. Like I don't need to, <laughs> don't need to like push for anything. Um, so that's just been a, a, yeah, a real big one for me.
0: Yeah. I love that. So simple, but to the point it's like, yes, I am enough. I don't have to hustle. Like everything is happening for me just simply by me being me. So that is so yeah. wonderful. So where can my audience come hang out with you,
1: um, chat with you, learn more about the click, your programs and all that great stuff. Sure. So Instagram, we're pretty um, active on there, so it's "We are the Click" on Instagram, and then my um, Instagram is Danny Watson Coaching. We also have a pretty um, interactive community on facebook as well the facebook group which we can you can find through our instagram accounts Um, so yeah definitely come hang out and say hello (laughs) hey and we'll link everything down in
0: the show notes for you guys to check out so thank you so much again danny for coming on the podcast this was so freaking epic so much value so much greatness
1: i really appreciate you taking the time and sharing with us your wisdom Oh no, honestly, I have absolutely loved this and I've loved being able to connect with you. So thank you so much for having me
0: i absolutely love that conversation with danny and i'm so grateful for all the wisdom the value and the light that she has shared with us there were so many great points that she mentioned around manifestation and aligning your mindset and your energy especially for me that part where she talked about acting by design instead of by default i absolutely love the way that she phrased it because i think it's so important for us to step into that full embodiment of our creator power and to realize that yes, we design the life that we live, we design the best business that we want to run. And it's not anyone else that designs and decides that except for us. But a lot of the times when we are not aware of it, we kind of run off the default. We run off of the old beliefs that were programmed in the past. So it's really about reclaiming that ownership that you are in control of creating whatever it is that you desire in your life and in your business. And her other point about making your desires bigger than your fears, heck, Yes, because I also just want to drive this point home again with you guys. Nobody, there is not a single person, trust me, who doesn't have any fears. Fear is such a normal part of being a human. And I think that it's really having these fears that allow us to tap into our truth And that truth is that we are ultimately so much greater than the fears. The fears are there to protect us. It's your ego's way of wanting to keep you safe. And it's not about not having it at all, but it's about making sure that your desires and that connection to who you really are, making sure that these things are so much greater than the fear so that you can feel the fear and do the thing and take that massive action anyways. So I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. Be sure to, reach out to myself and Danny over on Instagram if you want to share any key insights and takeaways we would love to hear from you and a quick reminder be sure to go down below in the show notes to join the badass lightworker tribe to tune into Friday nights live with Ella live trainings and also to book in your 15 minute light up and manifest quick chat with me so that we can chat through What are your top questions and struggles right now when it comes to getting clear on what you want and manifesting? your most lit up life and online business. And I really just want to see how to help you navigate through some of these challenges, making sure that I incorporate it into light up and manifest. And we can also chat to see whether or not light up and manifest is going to be a good fit for you to join. So, so much goodness is happening already in 2020. And I can't wait to chat with you guys on next week's episode of the badass Lightworker podcast until then stay light and shine bright my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Badass Lightworker podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and this podcast, I would be forever grateful if you can subscribe and leave a review on iTunes as that helps more badass lightworkers find this podcast. Let's be sure to keep in touch. You can find me over on Instagram at PSMLA, on Facebook in my Facebook group, Badass Lightworker Tribe, or over on my website, psml.com. I'll catch you on the next episode, and until then, go out there, shine your light, and make a massive impact. I love you.